good day greetings my lovely and most beautiful most exquisite most certainly perfectly lovable amazingly and talented plats i would like to welcome us all back to season two of plats poetry and before i begin uh, excuse my bitch's accent i shall get rid of it shortly but you know my voice shifts uh, shifts throughout these recordings. I would like us to understand that perfection does not exist. Perfection is an enemy of progress because those determined for perfection will look over uh, achievements simply because they are not yet there. Uh, for example, one could get 90% on an examination, and because they did not get 100% the perfect score, they will view it as a failure rather than the success that it is that they only missed out on 10% of the marks. So, I say that perfection does not exist, and I say that perfection is an enemy because these few episodes will be recorded in an environment that is less than perfect, less than practical, and less than nice, mostly due to the environmental constraints of which I am in and the timeline of which events need to be done. Okay, let's see if I can get back to my normal speaking voice. <clears throat> so, as usual, I have a script here for introduction, and our introduction needs to be five minutes, and I think I've gone a minute already. Okay. Let's go. The aim this year is really to give a deeper insight into what is going to on behind the scenes here at Platt's Poetry. Speaking of Platt's Poetry, uh, make sure you are following us on all our social media platforms, Instagram and YouTube. And if you, you're a bit wild and you, you can follow me over on Twitter at, at Platt underscore 13. Remember also to follow my brother and most certainly closest friend, Tyreek Art. He is an amazing artist. He draws with pen and pencil. He paints on canvas and on stone. He sculpts. There's nothing he can't do really except write a poem, of course, but that's where I come in, isn't it? I think that's all the shameless promotion I can do at this moment in time. <laughs> See, the problem we're having is these first two to four episodes are going to be recording in advance because I'm traveling and heading off to university soon and that's going to get get in the way of recording. But we run a tight ship around here and Platt's Portrait is, is back with eight episodes from August 10th through to the end of summer. And if anyone knows me, everyone knows that I believe the summer ends on the 21st of September. So that's eight episodes scheduled for this summer. Until the 21st, I'll be starting university in that time frame, but we will get everything done in time. Another structural change is that this podcast will be every summer going forward. Uh, it was conceptualized to be every, every so often. However, that is particularly impractical. There are many other structural changes that we will go through within our overview of the year, which would be in the next section of our lovely uh, podcast. So again, perfection does not exist. It is the enemy of progress and we push on. Thank you for your time. Only three minutes. Okay, nice, 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 nice.
Okay guys, so I'm gonna do the overview again. Ah yes, I recorded it before. Anyways, I didn't like the recording before because I, I rambled. No guys, that's my problem. I always ramble like I am now. So, as many of us know, the Platz Poetry Project year is January 1st to December 22nd and I have given myself quite a mandate this year. Uh, uh, to achieve this mandate, I've stepped up our equipment and software and of course our poetry. So first, first change you will notice over on our poetry page will be that the graphic design has improved significantly. Now for years I've been using Canva to get used to the software and last year I decided I have justified getting Canva Pro. And with Canva Pro I've been able to upgrade the graphics of Platz Poetry to a level that I believe is is uh, admirable for someone who is not formally trained in graphic design and who is just doing it for fun. Uh, we hope that Canva Pro, along with our editing software Final Cut Pro, will serve the Platz Poetry family well in our con in our quest to be the biggest and best poetry page that there ever was. Thanks to Canva Pro, we also finally have a concrete logo for Platz Poetry. Actually, the logo credit, the logo was inspired by my friend Akeem Walters. Uh, I call him Mr. Duck. Uh, that's an inside joke that he will get. Uh, he sent me a logo design. He's a graphic designer. He sent me a logo design and I was like, that's nice. And then I went into Canva Pro and I played around with the design that he sent me and I, then I got my logo. So I must credit him for his original conceptualization of it. Uh, the three logos that we now have uh, should be flashing somewhere on the screen. It's a transparent one that can go on anything. Uh, one with a beige background. Our colors are beige and white, you know, uh, very off beige, off beige white, you know. Actually, uh, our colors are blue, green, are blue, green, blue, teal, white, black, <laughs> you know, generic colors that you would I'll soon explain significance of those at some point when I figure it out myself. I don't know why I chose those colors. Along with our new software in Canva Pro, uh, we also have audio microphones in the Yeti microphone and a streaming microphone. That was a Christmas gift. And also we have a regular Samsung microphone that I'm using now. Uh, the reason I'm not using the Yeti microphone for this particular recording, as well, these first four recordings, is because uh, there is a problem with the Yeti microphone identifying with the MacBook. Uh, I believe it's a software hardware conundrum there. Uh, and while, where, while the Yeti microphone connects to the phone quite well, which I'm recording on right now, it requires a very perfect environment or a near perfect environment. And I cannot seem to find an environment that matches the requirements that I need to produce a level of perfection that I'd want. And that's why in the beginning I said perfection is the enemy of progress because if it weren't for my desire to be perfect, if it were for my lust for perfection, if it wasn't for my need to have things fitting in the right squares and boxes, Platt's Portrait would have started in July with all the other shenanigans that are going on at Platt's Poetry right now. However, I've finally given up on perfection and we're here, so let us be happy about that. The stream microphone works well with the laptop, not so much at the phone. But we move on, we press on. Perfection is the enemy of progress. The perfectionist that understands this will always progress. Equipment, next quote for the episode, 
Write these down, my friends. Equipment makes the man. Man uses the equipment at his disposal to make art. Art can be anything that you deem it to be, my dear friends. I use the equipment of a pen to write most beautiful poetry. My friend Tyreek R uses paintbrushes to make the most beautiful paintings. He uses pens to create the most beautiful portraits. I have friends that use their voices to make the most beautiful speeches. Art is everything and anything you want it to be. For instance, the mathematician uses his brain to solve the most complex of calculus. And when he works it out so perfectly, it looks like poetry in motion. I am a scientist at the end of the day, guys, and I love math. Moving on. My mandate for this year is male-specific poetry. It is three simple words that carry a large punch. Male-specific poetry. Now, there are lots, many would say, poetry is dominated by men. They would not be wrong to say that. They wouldn't be right either, you know. Um, Male-specific poetry. Uh, Shakespeare. Shakespeare wrote poems, yes. Uh, You have many other male poets out there, you know, like Francisco. I hope I'm not pronouncing this thing wrong. Or is it Giuliani? You know what? Let us go check. Let us check together, guys. I don't want to... What is his favorite? Rudy... Sorry for the awkward silence, but I'm not pausing. Alright, let's go. Button poetry. You guys should definitely follow button poetry. Can't believe I'm forgetting the, g- g- the gentleman's name. Um, I said it right the first time. Rudy Francisco. I love him. He makes excellent poems. Yes. Uh, but yes. I know many male poets. Everyone knows male poets. And I... Uh, yes. So, what am I saying? Ah, Yes. Male-specific poetry. Why did I choose male-specific poetry as my mandate for this year? Well, I've yet to hear a poem that captures my feelings so perfectly my heart stops crying to listen to, the t- to its twin escape the dying or poet who too has felt life's sin. I've yet to read a poem that captures the mess of my head so perfectly that my mind's disorganized state vanquishes clutter. I've yet to feel a poem as beautiful and as ugly as my spirit feel words that mimic the embers of my deep rooted sadness, but light my week's joy. I've yet to hear a poem shatter like the boy I once was when trauma, heartbreak, rejection and death stole my innocence. There is no warmth in summer air, only dry tears. A heart is tired of beating butterflies away. A mind is tired of arguing for them to stay. A spirit that has already floated away. All three, so tired of fighting for peace alone, have come back home to me, their master. But I too am tired of fighting. I just wish to hear a poem about me by someone else. But it seems I will have to write it myself that's the first poem of today's episode isn't that nice it's called i've yet never before posted i couldn't write a poem about something i was experiencing at the time and i searched the internet for the po- for this poem and i found the idea but sadly it was told from the female perspective 
I wanted the male perspective. Aviet is about a poet who wants to write, to read, or hear something about him. You know, many times uh, I, there's a poem that I love so much. Um, the, the line, the line goes. Uh, I think the reasons my relationships don't work out is because people don't realize they're signing up for a threesome. And the poet in question was speaking about anxiety. Uh, I love the poem. If I have time, I insert a clip of my favorite lines from that poem into the episode, right? I love this poem so much, but because I relate to it. Now there's a next poem that, uh, there's a next poem where it says, uh, where it's about depression, another poem written by a woman. I love it, related. There's an next poem about, uh, Sarah Kay has a poem called The, uh, the Type. Right? The poem, if you are the type of woman, you know, those, that poem. It's a very nice poem. Now, I love Sarah Kay's poem, right? The Type. Uh, let me see if I can find, find the line from it, all right? Sarah Kay. Sarah K, the type. Um, but in the meantime, uh, there was a poem before I go to Sarah K, There was an next poem about a girlfriend versus a woman, and I love that poem, but I can't relate to it. Same how I love the type, but I can't relate to it because those poems were written by women for women about a topic that can be written by men about men for men, right? And that is really the the thing that I, that is really the, the reason I've chosen misery poetry. Now, in the type, it goes, everyone needs a place, it shouldn't be inside of someone else, really take it. If you grow up the type of woman men want to look at, you can let them look at you. Do not mistake their, make mistake eyes or for hands or windows or mirrors. Let them see what a woman looks like. They may not have ever seen one before. If you grow up the type of woman men want to touch, you can let them touch you. Sometimes it's not you they are reaching for. Sometimes it is a bottle, a door, a sandwich, a Pulitzer, a Pulitzer, another woman. But their hands found you first. I love this poem. And the part of the poem I truly love. Uh, let me scroll down. Let me scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. All right. Woman. If you grow up the type men want to love, you can let them love you. Being loved is not the same thing as loving. When you fall in love, it is discovering the ocean. After years of puddle jumping, it is realizing you have hands. It is reaching for the tightrope when the crowds have all gone home. Do not spend time wondering if you are the type of woman men want to hurt. If he leaves you, if he leaves you with a car alarm heart, you will you may learn to sing along. It is hard to stop loving the ocean even after it has left you gasping salty now i love this poem right i really do truly love this poem but i can't relate to it really because i'm not a woman that has grown up i'm not a woman you know very very simple reason why i can't relate to it so i wrote a poem about i wrote a poem based off of this poem big up sarake every time and in the poem, I took my favorite lines and I turned it around and said, Man, if you are the type women want to love, you can let them love you. Being loved is not the same thing as loving. 
When you fall in love, it is prancing through space. After years of dancing on the jet skies, it is realizing you have feet. It is running towards the sun, even when all else is done and life is waiting with her guns to end your fun. Life will shoot you down. You will crash and break everything. Your legs will crack on the ground. Do not waste time wondering if you are the type man, type of man woman will hurt. To love a woman is to risk being hurt with an honest smile. And if your heart starts to scream, your mind can learn to sing along. It is hard to stop loving space, even after it has suffocated you with its dead embrace. Forgive yourself for being this way and know. Anyway. So, that's really it. I did that last year. And I'm a scientist. You're going to get the science reference soon when you get into the rest of the episode. I'm a scientist. I posted the poem. I posted the spin-off poem. And I realized that a lot of men, a lot of men related to Sarah's case, related to my poem, while also loving Sarah's poem, Sarah poem. That's what I realized when I posted, um, posted or post, posted my rendition of Sarah's uh, thing. Now... <clears throat> While I love female poets like Sarah Kay and Ebony Stewart and and, and, all and more, women indeed, and that woman indeed have a way with words that is above extraordinary, they can't really capture the male reality. Similarly to how male poets can't capture fully or ever the female reality. Case in point, I wanted a poem on confused girls because that's what I wanted to hear at the time, you know. I was in a mood. I was experiencing a confused girl. So I wanted to hear a poem about confused girls. So I went to YouTube, as I do, typed in poem about confused girls. Yes, yes, yes. And all that came up were poems about confused men, confused boys, gentlemen that have no idea what they really want from life, that run around lollygagging, wasting women's time, and creating, creating mischief. I found these poems beautiful. They were not answering my question. They were not quenching my thirst. They were not twins of my aching heart. I couldn't find this poem. And since I couldn't find this poem, I pushed past my writer's block and wrote it myself. And when I wrote the poem, it was meant for me. But after I shared the poem, but then I remembered the experiment from last year. Remember the experiment from early on in the year, because this poem was written 20, end of 2021, early 2022. I remember the experience, and I was like, when I rewrote Sarah Kay's poem in the male POV, my male audience loved it. What if it is that posting this poem about confused girls, when there are thousands of poems about confused boys, will also have a similar effect on my male audience, where they will love it? Male-specific poetry. Hmm? So, then it came to me that perhaps my duty here, when I was editing my book, my editor, Simon Brown, told me that sometimes I'm just writing for writing's sake. He says, I have talent, but now I need to find purpose. Purpose-driven, talent without purpose is just pretty language for a poet. Yeah? I could tell a story about trees and leaves and decorate them so beautifully, but what am I really saying? Am I describing the tree in autumn because I believe it is the end of its time and it is about to go into rest? 
or am I saying that summer was so drab and boring the tree has decided to shed its colorful green leaves for autumn breeze? Am I saying that the tree is dying in winter or am I saying that it is resting for spring's inevitable awakening? Purpose in literature is everything. So my editor said to me, while I write beautifully and with purpose, sometimes I'm just writing poetry for writing's sake. Which led to some introspection, some reflection, self-evaluation, and I was like, okay, then I need to find a purpose for the next year to show myself that I can have purpose-driven poetry. So that's where this mandate of male sister poetry came from. My duty for this year is to write poems for myself, for others, about male reality. My duty this year, my purpose in Platt's poetry this year is to push forward what I think it means to be a male in the modern sense. For masculinity's definition has changed so drastically in the modern age. That was the initial inspiration behind the main mandate of this year. I couldn't find a poem about a woman, so I wrote it myself, and then I shared it, and that was the end of that. The poem is available on Instagram, and it's our second poem of this episode. Uh, it goes, confused girls present themselves as presents. Let me, sorry, why am I rushing? I want you to hear every single word of this poem. I want you to close your eyes and think. I want you to imagine it. And when the poem is done reading, I want you to go back and listen again, because this poem is the first poem of the poetic year, my favorite poem of the poetic year so far, and it is a pendulum reality in the male existence. Confused girls present themselves as presents from above. Really, their presence stems from Lucifer's love. Beautiful like the woman they mimic, within them live frigid spirits. They play to the pitch of their selfishness and eat the souls of boys just wanting their non-existent love. Confused girls will have you crying at 12 a.m. wondering if they love you. Confused girls will give you night terrors about them leaving you. Confused girls will break you into their friend, promising now is not the time for you and her to happen because she wants to focus on her but suddenly she is with everyone but herself and you. Confused girls plunge their hearts atop the spikes of lesser men. Confused girls will come to you crying about how they wish they could find a guy like you, just like you. <laughs> I messed up. Confused girls will come to you crying about how they wish they could find a guy just like you, omitting the fact the guy can't be you. Confused girls will turn sweet boys into toxic men because toxic men tell these sweet boys confused girls like them when in reality confused girls don't even like themselves. These toxic men then run around making foolish girls confused and the cycle of abuse continues like a poet writing for his muse. Confused girls will break your heart in five. They will eat the first piece, share the second with their friends and leave you with three pieces of what was once a beautiful tree. You will feel empty and alone, as if broken and without a home. Confused girls will make you feel unworthy. 
Confused girls will make you feel unworthy of their love. They will ask for the stars, they will tell you, they will tell you to out the sun. And if you manage to, to get these things done, they won't even give you shillings to buy bullets for your suicide gun. Confused girls will have you thinking you're not good enough for them when you are too good for them. And despite all this, confused girls will have naive sweet boys falling for them, only for them to meet the embrace of rejection and depression that may mold them into good men or devils from hell. Our mothers and fathers and society tell us boys that women are the prize. They are what is best sought after. They are what we need to be complete. Boys, if that is the case, and the pool from which we are to select a mate runs confused girls into our face, I suggest we learn to fall in love with our incomplete selves. We can and must learn to build ourselves into men, and maybe then we'll run into women instead. That is indeed a beautiful poem. Uh, perfection is the enemy of progress, guys, remember. Anyways, that poem. So you've gotten two poems so far, and we're going for three per episode. Okay, speaking, you guys have gotten four poems, five poems, but we're counting poems that are full poems, full length poems, yeah? Three per episode. All right, so another thing we've introduced this year is analysis of poetry. I've wanted to analyze my own poems for years now, but I was told that poets do not analyze. They write and recite, leaving everything to the interpretation of their reader. While I understand this perspective, I am a storyteller. I've been writing poetry for four and a half years, or I'll prose six and a half years. I love nothing more than crafting a well-thought-out narrative. Truly. I've even turned my poetry page this year into a narrative challenge. Challenge myself to write six stories, and I've written six stories through poetry. We do not rush things over here at Platt's Poetry because we're science lovers. I've loved science and math since I was six, therefore poetry and prose is new. We apply the scientific method at all times before moving. That's why I said the experiment of introducing male-specific poetry. I posted a male-specific poem, rifted from a female-specific poem, and I realized that the males loved it and got the confidence and data I needed to implement it this year. And so far, the experiment has proven the hypothesis and the results are proving to be consistently good on the Plattsburgh side. So, for the analysis, I did an experiment. Experiment one, we'll call it, where I analyzed the poem and posted the poem with the analysis, the analysis to, get, to get the feedback. And the feedback was good. I repeated my experiment uh, three more times, as is customary, like I was doing a titration, with likes and comments. And, you know, I got enough likes in a particular range to say, okay, this works. I ran a different experiment last year as well. We call this experiment two, where I would ask people to analyze the poem for me in the comments, and I joined them to, on this path of analysis. Results were good. And I repeated the experiment like solvent extraction and not as much as a, as a titration, eh? Because I had to sift through the many thousands of comments. There's only one comment. There was only one or three comments every, every other post. But, you know, interaction was up. The poetic year came to an end and I analyzed my data from my experiments. 
Interactions such as likes and comments were greater under both experiments in comparison to no. To no. Alright, in comparison. So, interactions such as likes and comments were greater under experiments 2 and 1 versus the norm. 2 and, two and 3 versus the norm where we did no analysis, where we just were writing and reciting. But, interactions were most when I did the analysis. Interactions in terms of likes, of course. I'm a man of science and use this non-fiction for its fiction. Hmm. Third quote of the episode. A man of science that uses his non-fiction for his fiction. The experiment also told me that you can't always listen to people when they tell you not. No, it can't be done. Because if I listened to the advice I'd gotten from someone I once held their opinion in high regard, where poets write and recite and leave everything to the might of their reader for interpretation's delight, I would never have begun analyzing poetry and I would never have gotten the increased amount of interactions and followers on Platt's poetry that we have now. That is what makes us great. I analyze poems now, of course. The analysis for Confused Girls is on our page. Go read it and enjoy. Of course, while you're over there, follow Platt's poetry and share with a friend or so. Data-driven movement, my friends. Experiment two got more comments, but experiment three got more likes. <clears throat> I wanted the likes and the comments. So, <laughs> yeah, me I do it for the love, not for the likes. I do it for the likes, not really do it for the love. love. Me love the love, you know, but me I want the likes, so as chronics. Sorry, chronics, but yeah. Um, so I started to chop poems into parts, and I only analyzed the last part. The reason I did this, it was to solve two problems in one. Anxious people eager to know how the poems end will comment with theories and share with their friends and those who say who stay until the end are rewarded in knowing they were close to the poet's truth. And while uh, the spitting of poems allowed us to implement uh, let us before that, so this suspense caused an increased likes and comments overall, which combined the results of experiment three and two together in a way that is, according to us, very satisfactory. The splitting of poems allowed us to implement a two-day posting schedule for each week, guaranteeing 104 posts for the year, not inclusive of, a spe of special, special days or seasons. In summer, or posting schedule, for example, uh, as this, this uh, has it been changed to three days a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, rather than the customary Mondays and Fridays. Uh, this also, this schedule, this new schedule also helped with my busy school life, uh, taking on new roles as the school captain and also continuing duties as a student council president. I'm a busy man and schedules help us to be efficient. And I have given myself quite a mandate. Efficiency is the only thing I can reward myself with, huh? Speaking of, Aside, quite a mandate. Ah, so, that is a bit of an overview. But, speaking of my mandate, aside from Mrs. Poetry for the Year, we have six poetry challenges. Challenges were introduced last year to make me a better poet and to increase our audience. This year is no different. Control the narrative, worded, paint worded paintings, devious devices, promptly inspired, guess where, haiku blast, are all the poetry challenges on the, this year's agenda. My mandate also includes a poetry contest 
for singing and one for other activities, perhaps another Q&A. Not to mention Poetry Week for the third year in a row, podcasts and YouTube episodes looking deeper, trying, looking deeper into the background of how and understanding why of the level of effort we put out on these things here. My plats, I am working. We are not just reciting and writing, we are building. Growing and moving towards the dream to one day be one of the best sellers, beyond the best sellers this. And to hear, of course, how can I go an episode without mentioning it? My first celebrity crush and will forever be an icon to me. The most wonderful, the most beautiful, the most excellent Zendaya. One day she will say she loves Platt's poetry and that dream will live on forever. Uh, so that's the game plan for this year. Excellence. Male specific poetry. Our goal is excellence. And let us move on to the closing section. I hope I, ooh, I think this is nice and 30, 30 minutes. Not bad at all, is it? You guys must be enjoying this. We've come to the end section. I just want to remind everyone to follow us on Instagram at Platts Poetry, to follow us on YouTube at Platts Poetry. If you're feeling wild, go follow us over on Twitter at Platt underscore 13. Everything you see on Twitter stays on Twitter unless it is screenshotted and brought to Instagram, but everything on Twitter remains on Twitter. Twitter is a fun place. I write random poems at nighttime. I also participate in poetry ciphers every now and then. I participate in poetry, sports, poetry spaces that I host myself. Twitter, I also take, uh, I also write poems about women dressed in most beautiful clothing. Uh, women, uh, do I just write poems over there randomly. So that's a fun place, a bit wilder and more disorganized than the other social medias. But you should follow me on all of my social medias. Ah, do not be afraid, do not feel afraid to comment below what you liked about this episode, what you loved about this episode, the things that you want us to improve, any questions you want to ask about us going forward. We're going to do another episode like this, probably episode five, when I get some time to rest and relax and, you know, record uh, in bulk again, because, you know, we're going to record first for episode in bulk, next for episodes in bulk again, you know, because we have the grind, the passion, the goal this year is excellence. Our quotes from this episode are, perfection is the enemy of progress. Remember guys, 90% is still a good grade even though you're not at 100%. You should just move on. Uh, remember also that man, equipments make the man, man gets equipment, man uses equipment to make tools. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Uh, next uh, thing, next quote from this episode, I didn't write down these quotes myself. I believe it was, um, I don't remember. You guys tell me in the comments below. Remember to follow my bro, Tyreek Art over on Instagram. Also, also buy my book. It is, well, we'll discuss it in the next episode. But buy A Poetic Dance. It is available on Amazon and paperback and it's also available on ebook. All right, I'm gonna be closing out today's episode with a poem. I believe that I have done all the shameless promotion that is customary for this end section. Uh, you are perfectly lovable, like the moon. Cracked and shining, bright and beautiful, smart and elegant, important and, de and deserving. You are amazingly talented like the sun. You bring life to all you meet and create beauty from nothing but thoughts of your mind. You are tough, harder than steel, strong enough to lift the world, but wise enough to no, you don't have to. My dear friend and family, my dear friends and family, my dear Platts, 
You are perfectly lovable, amazingly talented and tough. You are a plat. You are one of us and will forever be. I love you. Peace out. Have a most productive evening. Share our podcast with a friend.